as perhaps parents of ballerinas or maybe just lovers of ballet. Welcome to the Balanced Ballerinas podcast. I am Georgia Canning. I'm a qualified ballet teacher of adults and children, and I'm also a studio owner and founder of Balanced Ballerinas. I drop episodes of this pod every second week, although I was a little bit naughty and didn't drop one last week. I must admit I needed some family time. I went away to the country with um, my close family and spent the weekend celebrating my dad's 60th birthday, which was really, really lovely. There's been a lot going on behind the scenes at the moment, so it was very nice to just escape the studio and get some country fresh air and lots of good food and maybe a bit of good wine. (laughs) Anyway, welcome. I am so glad if you are new that you found this wonderful community. This is actually episode number 70. So, Being number 70, if you are new, I highly recommend going back into the vault of Balanced Ballerinas episodes and exploring some of the amazing guests that I have had on this show. It's really amazing, I find, looking back and being like, oh my gosh, like I spoke to that person and that person and oh, I remember that conversation and I remember that guest and how they made me feel and And it's been a really special journey. So if you are new, welcome to episode 70, but I highly recommend going back and having a listen to some of the others. If you are new, I'm really glad you found this wonderful community, which is really fueled by a mutual love of ballet and healthy dancers. Happy, healthy, holistic dancers. Now, if you are new too, or if you are a regular listener and you're not part of the Secret Balance Ballerinas Facebook group, which I jump into from time to time, have a chat to people in this wonderful community, simply jump onto Facebook, type in Balance Ballerinas Secret Facebook group, and it will pop up. It's not very secret. Everyone is welcome. I just called it that because it sounded cool. Now, we are going to dive into a plog today. What's a plog? Well, that's what I call a podcast slash blog. So if you prefer to read or if you'd like to share the information from today's episode in the written form, you can actually go to balanceballerinas.com, type in five important questions to ask yourself before beginning your point journey and it'll pop right up. So that is our topic today. Five important questions to ask yourself before beginning your point journey. Super duper important. I think I actually write a blog post about, you know, your point journey being unique and perhaps some point tips. I think I do one every year. So this is my latest broken down into five important questions. Let's start with question number one. Am I being realistic with my dreams to study point work? So the prospect of point work really requires a quick reality check. Do you want point shoes because you've attended a few beginner classes and think that point shoes look pretty? Or have you been studying ballet for a few years now and interested in exploring your unique point journey? You see, starting point work is an extremely exciting period for any young dancer or adult ballerina. However, there are many things to consider before slipping on that first pair of point shoes. Students need to be really realistic about the amount of time that they can dedicate to their practice of ballet and point shoes aren't for a casual ballerina. What I mean by casual ballerina is perhaps someone that participates in maybe one hour long class per week. 
And perhaps a better suited student would be someone who can participate in multiple and most importantly, regular classes on a consistent weekly basis. There are many steps that will help you clarify if you really want to study point work and a conversation with your teacher is really the first step and it's a really simple step. I would say that if your teacher isn't willing to have the conversation with you, I would go as far as saying that maybe they're not the right teacher. Yeah, because if you have a goal of going through your point journey, your teacher should be open to discussing that with you. Now, students do require their ballet teacher's blessing before beginning point work and your teacher will explain that every student's point journey is unique and how to begin that journey. Now, question number two, am I willing to have a professional pre-point assessment and point shoe fitting? So patience is imperative for point work and your point journey starts many months, sometimes even years, often years, before you even purchase your first pair. After having a conversation with your teacher, they really should recommend a pre-point assessment with a physiotherapist that specializes in dancers. So if you're not willing to travel for a fitting or book a dance health appointment, then please step back from the point shoes. I don't think you're ready. You see, your body is your tool. I wish that all students, whether they start point work or not, would have regular anatomical assessments and body conditioning classes throughout their regular training. However, it becomes imperative if you want to begin point work. So if you're happy to just dance, you can get away with not doing regular body conditioning classes or booking in with physios to do some maintenance but if you are thinking about point work it really becomes imperative because like a piano player having their piano tuned for optimal sound quality you're essentially doing the same with your body for optimal function and point shoes is a completely different ball game so once you have a pair of point shoes on, it's almost like learning to dance again. And we want your body to be, you know, at peak performance in optimal condition. So it's absolutely imperative that you have those assessments done. Now, what really happens at those assessments? So point range is tested and students require 170 degrees minimum, ideally 180 degrees. And you also need to be able to stack the metatarsals and ankle joints to withstand the forces of point work, which is up to 12 times your body weight on those toes. Can you believe that? When you are standing on point, it's up to 12 times your body weight, not just your body weight, which is crazy. The physiotherapist will also check that your toes are long and straight with well-aligned ankles and engaged arched and strong foot intrinsics. So the intrinsic foot muscles in the arch work three times harder than the muscles crossing the ankle joint during the transition from demi-point to full point. And once you've passed your pre-point assessment and being given the green light to commence point work, it's important to book in a professional fitting with a point shoe fitter. Call your local and reputable dancewear store and they'll be able to assist. It's never a good idea to purchase point shoes online. A point shoe fitting is a really special art and should only be completed by a professional that specializes in this area. I actually highly recommend, if you haven't already listened to it, 
my episode with Josephine Lee from The Point Shop. Um, It's number 46 entitled Down to Business with The Point Shop's Josephine Lee. She is an expert point shoe fitter and just a really cool chick and I highly recommend that episode. Now, question number three, am I going to be okay if I don't get the green light for point shoes? This is really important because if you're going down your point journey, this is why I like to call it a journey because it doesn't necessarily end with point work. Sometimes the point journey is simply a journey of you exploring the idea of point and perhaps you know, maybe you don't get the green light for point shoes. You know, perhaps it's going to be a longer journey than you thought, or perhaps it's a journey that you'll have to stop. So it's really, really important to look at it like that as a journey and be okay if you don't get the green light for point shoes and look on the positive side of the fact that going through that journey in itself was a really nice opportunity to get to know your body better and still pick up some really important exercises that can strengthen your feet, you know, for other classwork, not just point work. So am I going to be okay if I don't get the green light for point shoes? That's the next question I want you to ask yourself. I don't know. Are you? You know, we have to be really realistic when it comes to point shoes. Unfortunately, some students' anatomy makes point work almost impossible to participate in. Your teacher will have, you know, an idea of whether this might be the case for you or if you require, you know, a longer pre-point period than the regular student. So it's really important to listen to the professionals, them being your teacher, your dance-specific physiotherapist, a professional point shoe fitter, and really absorb what they're saying. Going from teacher to teacher, which I have seen in my experience, or physio to physio until you get the answer you want is not a wise move. You all know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Yes. So listen with a beginner's mindset and believe that everyone has your best interests at heart because honestly, we do. Now, moving on to question number four. So we have, am I willing to run my own race and listen to my teacher? Which is a nice follow-up question from the previous one. So am I willing to run my own race and listen to my teacher? Your teacher will often have rules about point work in the classroom. For example, many teachers, myself included, won't allow students to attempt center work until at least six months of bar work first. The bar is a wonderful tool during the initial stages of your point journey and you need to become best friends with it for at least six months. Whenever a student expresses an interest in point work, I actually highly recommend they begin taking my point classes in their flat shoes because it's a fantastic warm up or cool down, depending on when the class is in the timetable. And whether you continue to a pre-point assessment and point work or not, you'll really benefit from the additional strengthening exercises that will improve your technique. You know, it's also a fabulous way to just get a taste for point exercises before committing to the expensive point work journey, because it is, it's really expensive between all the health, you know, assessments and point shoes themselves. It's really expensive. And some people actually end up going, I don't really like point exercises. So I always encourage teachers to allow students to do the point classes with their flats on. And I also encourage students 
to make sure that they do quite a few classes. I've had some people attend my classes in their flat shoes for six to 12 months before going down their actual point journey. So that's always a really good idea. Now, am I ready to dedicate a huge amount of energy and effort to this endeavor? This is question number five, and it's a big one. Am I ready to dedicate a huge amount of energy and effort to this endeavor? You will need to continue maintaining between 25 and 30 calf rises on a single leg with perfect technique. Example, no scrunching toes, no sickling, full height, knee maintained vertical, you know, one second up and one second to come down. That is a proper calf rise, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) And you will also be required to maintain ankle strength, which consists of excellent balances on one leg without gripping the toes. Your goal should be 30 seconds with your eyes open and another 30 seconds with your eyes closed. You'll also need to maintain excellent ability to balance on demi point with correct alignment of your feet and body. And finally, you'll need to be able to show strength in both flexed and pointed toes against resistance. For example, a human hand that's not your own or a TheraBand or a soft Pilates ball. So how do we maintain these markers? You know, how do we maintain this strength and flexibility in the feet? Well, during your pre-point assessment, another reason why this part of the process is just so important, you'll be introduced to toe swapping and doming and toe push-ups, pointing into a ball, TheraBand exercises, and all the variations of calf rises. Your teacher will also remind you to complete your exercises and when time permits, you know, us teachers will complete them in class with you. But sometimes we just don't get the time for it in class and there's so many things to do. So as a point work student, it is important to make sure that you tick these off every week in your own time. It's also too important to remember that no one said point work would be easy. And if you don't consider ballet part of your lifestyle, then point work is probably not for you. So if you don't have time to complete these exercises and if you're, you know, not on board um, with all the information in this blog post, you know, if you think, oh, well, I could probably get away with only doing a couple of those. No, sorry. Ballet has to be your lifestyle if you're going to do point work because you really have to dedicate and carve out an incredible amount of time to dedicate to the practice. So, however, though, if you are on board with all the information expressed in this episode, then I can't wait for you to explore this incredibly challenging but really rewarding journey. Because like I said, even if your point journey doesn't result in point shoes, it can still be a really valuable journey and a really valuable lesson in how your body works and where your strengths and weaknesses lie. I actually don't really like to use the word weaknesses. I like to say your strengths and perhaps challenging areas. That's a nicer way to put it. Anyway, like I said, you can actually have a full transcript of this episode at balanceballerinas.com and you can actually read more about the concept of each point journey being unique with a couple of real life examples in previous blog posts that I've actually written. 
So if you go to that article on balancedballerinas.com, that blog post, sorry, there is a couple of links at the very end that you can click on to if you'd like to dive further into this idea of beginning your point journey. I'd also like to thank Sarah Kylie from the Living Wells Studio. Sarah Kylie was also one of my very first guests on this podcast. And so I highly recommend going back and listening to her episode. Her name is spelt Sarah, the normal way, and then Kylie, K-I-E-L-Y. She is actually who I sent all my pre-point students too and she yeah conducts the majority of my students pre-point assessments sarah is a constant source of inspiration and wealth of knowledge and i have pulled information from her teachings um, across many resources and conversations between us and also workshops that she does at my own studio for this particular blog post (laughs) blog slash podcast so i'd like to thank sarah for that I hope this episode was useful. I hope it helped you sort of, you know, really decide whether point work is the right step for you because it's really important to note and a final note is that just because you're studying ballet seriously doesn't mean you have to then go on to that next step of point shoes. Personally, and all my students will tell you that even though I teach, you know, many point classes throughout the week, I haven't slipped on a pair of point shoes properly in years. I find that point work really aggravates an old injury I have. I have very few injuries, but point work does aggravate one that I actually got from hiking (laughs) um, in my right ankle. So I just don't bother. And that doesn't make me any less of a ballerina. So perhaps if you are a young student or an adult ballerina and you feel the pressure to take that next step of point shoes, but you're not sure, ask yourself these questions. You know, do they align with your goals? Have you got enough time for it? Do you even want to do point work? Because it's totally fine if you don't want to. (laughs) In fact, it's more than fine. It doesn't make you any less of a ballerina and it doesn't mean that you're taking your training any less seriously either. In fact, gives you a bit more time to actually focus on, you know, just regular class. Now, I hope you have a wonderful week. Let me know if this was useful. Feel free to always contact me on Instagram at The Balanced Ballerina or send me an email. I love getting an email. Hello at balanceballerinas.com. Bye.